Hi friends, this is Compassion Podcast. On the 21st of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. And we want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at 8 p.m. Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your father. See you at the Night of Compassion. This podcast is brought to you by Friends of Compassion Podcast. For we to appreciate the love of God, we have to understand God's holiness. And for we to appreciate God's goodness, we have to understand God's holiness. Exodus chapter 15. Please let's go there together. Yes, this question is like, yes, we said at that time that this question is a rhetorical question. It's not like he's asking to receive no, no, no. There is no one like God, okay? Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who, who is like him? This is the first part. Who is like you? And we know there is no like him. There is no like our father. Who is as gracious as our father? No one. And the point we also stressed last week was God is our father. He is a God. Yes, he is the God and he is our father. And we also pointed that we should never forget this, that God is our father. Never forget this. The Bible says as many as received him, as many as received him, he gave them the right, the power to become God's children. As many as received who? Received Jesus Christ. So he has given us the right the power, the privilege, the chance, the opportunity to become God's children. So it's like we have been given the right to be God's children. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. And so it's like, whatever we need, we ask Him. We pray to Him. How much more will your Father in Heaven give to those who ask Him? So it, now, if maybe you have something like worrisome thoughts or, 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 or fears or something that you're trying to use your mind, no. Just simply pray. Ask Him. He is your father. Okay, so there's none like him. And we know that the one who has really given us Christianity is God himself. For example, who do we pray to? We pray to God. We give our offerings to God. We give our worship and praises to who? To God. Who has loved us? Oh, please answer me. Oh, engage me. Who has loved us? Please bless me. Who has loved us? God. Who has given us the Bible? God. Who has given us his beloved son? God. Who has given us the Holy Spirit? God, who has given us this new life, God. And so, all these things, this is what Christianity is all about. And these things, they came from God, who is our Father. And so, Christianity won't and can't be understood if we have a wrong belief. And that's why we are having these teachings, or these classes. We won't understand Christianity if we have a wrong and a bad belief about the one who gave it. That is God. You see, Kenneth Boa said, I think we have given this quote, and I'm trying to repeat what he said. He said, how we view God or how we see God shapes our spiritual direction and future. Never forget this. Satan's number one goal for you is to have a wrong picture or a bad view of God. 
unfortunately i'm sorry i'm sorry to say okay because so that anytime you hear a teaching you know that if the if this teaching glorifies jesus christ points you to the cross of jesus christ lets you know what you have in jesus christ that is anointed preaching the number one goal of satan is for you as a child of god to have a wrong view of god so he will bring challenges problems here and there for you to have a bad view of who god is okay but unfortunately he has preachers to assist him but that shouldn't be the case but we know something that our lord jesus christ he came to show us a perfect father please say perfect father he came to show us perfect father who is perfect goodness who has perfect love for you all please say amen this is our father there is none like him among the gods who is like you and god is glorious in holiness god is gloriously holy he is pure and perfect in beauty he is completely separate from all that is dark and evil and so evil cannot stand in his presence please let's go to habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13. so today we are going to quickly look at look at god is holy god is the judge and quickly look at god is merciful again and then we just wrap it up amen so please let's go to habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13. let's look at the first few parts that's what we're talking about because god is holy he says god is of purer eyes than to behold evil God is pure. I don't think anyone of you wants to serve a God who is not holy. I, I, I don't think so. It's good that we have God. Who, in fact, this is good news to us. Please say Amen. And God cannot look on wickedness. So we have to look at this. So we have seen Exodus 15, Habakkuk 1. Okay. So now, because of time, let's go to God is the judge quickly. So God is the judge. Please, let's go to Psalms 50 verse 6. Good. Let the heavens... It's beautiful. Let the heavens declare his righteousness. Okay. So God himself is judge. So we are saying God is the judge. God himself is judge. Please, let's go to Psalm 75 verse 7. God is the judge. Please, one more time. God is the judge. It's important for us to know this because all that we're going to talk about hinges on this. So in life, have this. You can let this to be like something like is it motto or maybe okay something like your motto or something to you know this that god is the judge not man whatever man say about you is not what they are saying about you that matters is what god says about you that matters please say amen you see he says here he says god puts down one and exalt another who does this is god god is the judge okay the question is who is a judge number one please write this down a judge is one who makes judgment such as the first point a public official authorized to decide cases or to decide questions brought before a court b one appointed to decide in a contest or competition i believe we can say a referee right in in soccer matches a referee or umpire you know, tennis ball, there is this umpire says out in, you know, a referee. So that is B. And then C, one who gives an authoritative opinion. What he says and declares is final. That is indeed who a judge is. Please, did we get that? Okay, that's very good. Now point B, one appointed to decide in a contest or competition. Please put there referee or umpire. Umpire. U-M-P-I-R-E. Okay, so we know 
we know that a judge rules in righteousness and rules by justice. Uh, are you seeing this? That is who a judge is. A judge, from my point of view, as a layman in the area of this judicial system or whatever, I can say that he is the custodian of justice. He upholds justice. Let's say there is this judge, okay? There is this judge. You are in your car. You're going somewhere. And let's say you run a red light. I believe you know running run a red light. The, the light came red and you just went off. Okay? You are running a red light and you are giving $25 ticket. Okay? That means you're supposed to pay this in court. So that fine, that $25 fine is a righteous penalty. Please say righteous penalty. You saw the red light and you went. You just boo you took you for you you are you are in a hurry now that $25 is a fine that you are supposed to pay and that is a righteous penalty and the law of the land demands that you pay it because you have to pay it okay if a civil judge simply overlooks your offense and releases you without paying you have not paid and you are released by this judge this judge is an unrighteous judge. It is not a matter of whether he loves you or whether he does not love you. We are dealing with laws here. Please, are you seeing this? So, this judge is bound by the law to collect the fine. Oh, I'm, I'm taking my time to explain this so that anytime we hear God's holiness, God's love, we now understand why he loves us. Understand this. This civil judge, if he says go without paying, if he releases you without paying the $25 ticket or $25 ticket or whatever you're going to say, it, this judge is unrighteous judge. It's not a matter of whether or not the judge loves you. Don't forget this. The law of the land demands that you pay. So he is bound by the law to collect the fine. So the only way he can become righteous. It's for him to pay your fine. Now, let's look at something here. God has given a divine law, a divine decree. Okay? Because he is the judge. According to our definitions that we gave, we say that what the judge says is final. Do you remember the last part? Do you remember? He says, one who gives an authoritative opinion. What he says and declares is final. Now, please listen. According to the laws of God, God has given a divine law, a divine decree. In Ezekiel chapter 18, please let's go there. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4. He says, Behold, all souls are mine. That's what God is saying. The soul of the Father as well as the soul of the Son is mine. Don't forget, he gives authoritative opinion. He has said it, it is his. Okay, and look at this last part. The soul who sins shall die. When we read Romans chapter 6 verse 23, the Bible says, The wages of sin, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The wages of sin is death. So God has given a divine law, a divine decree, that anyone who sins must die. God as a righteous judge, he can't just overlook sin. And say, okay, um, I know people are going to sin anyway, so let me just sweep their sin under the carpet. No, that will make God an unrighteous judge. I believe you are following. And so, what God did was this. 
please let's go to titus and let's close with this titus chapter 3 let's look at verse 3 and i'm going to read from the nlt you could see that we have sinned and therefore according to god's laws according to god's divine law what is supposed to happen to us oh please tell me the soul that sin must die please let's say it again the soul that sin must die please one more time okay the soul that sin must die but there is something beautiful in verse 4 because of time let me just read okay verse 4 it says but when oh but when god our savior revealed his kindness and love according to his law we are supposed to die but he is merciful he is kind he is loving what did he do verse 5 he saved us okay not because of the righteous things we had done but because of his mercy he washed away our sins giving us a new birth a new life through the holy spirit please say amen see that first john chapter 4 let's look at verse 10 so according to him as a judge he can't just let sin go like that so he has to pay and what he paid was he gave us his son so look at verse 10 in this is love not that we loved god but that he loved us and sent his son to be to be the offering to be the offering for our sins please say amen so okay so this one was short god is holy god is the judge god is merciful so it's good that you have definitions of judge now next week we're going to do something with what we have wherever you are you want to receive jesus christ as your lord and savior pray this prayer after me say dear god i thank you for giving up your son jesus christ for my sins i believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead i confess with my mouth that jesus christ is lord over my life from today i receive your eternal life into my spirit now and i receive your holy spirit i ask him to come and live in me now in the name of jesus christ if you pray that prayer congratulations you're a child of god now and god sees you as a son or daughter god bless you i want you to pray a prayer for you right now now be the god of peace who brought up our lord jesus christ from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep make you complete in every good work make you perfect in every way to do his will working in you what is well pleasing in the sight and no weapon formed against you shall prosper in the mighty name of jesus christ amen stay tuned for the next episode